Here I go again Same old bars, same old friends It's just my place for security Place like home friends like you and me Here I go Hello everybody and welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show podcast. We are once again nestled here in the beautiful confines of the best little city in America, downtown Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, we are at the Full Circle Book Co-op where we record this fine, fine podcast almost every Tuesday. We weren't here last Tuesday, but we're back uh, this Tuesday, and there's actually there's a lot going on here at the Full Circle. It's been in the news, Full Circle Book Co-op, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to welcome my guest, this week's guest, uh, City Councilor Christine Erickson. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. This is uh, it's good to have you back. It's been a while. It has been a while. I was telling you before we started. I've I've been on sort of a city councilor drought, like, like kind of a ban on city councilors for a while. But no, it's it's time to start again. <laughs> it is. It's it's important to stay engaged to what's going on in the local level. There's yeah. there's so much that takes place, and it's I often argue that's where the sausage is made because your day-to-day activities can be impacted at the city level. And you're just sick of it all, right? No, I have two years left. I know, that's what I'm saying. You've got two years left, you're sick of it all because you're all done. You yeah. can't run again. Well, I can't run again, but it doesn't mean I can't make change still. So, oh my I mean, gosh, even, here we go. Even though... Um, you're going to become an influence peddler? I'm not going to be a lame duck for my last <laughs> two years. I'll, I'll take the words from Huther. He always said that. And I mean, now's the time to pedal to the metal and get those last things done that you want to influence and get done in our community. What do you want to get done in our community? Well, I mean, it, it, I, I always say the, the best ideas are never my ideas. They come from the folks that are dealing with an issue day to day. Sure, but what, what are the issues and, that we need to deal with? Then? So, Well, I think that we need to continue to be um, small business uh, encouragers and removing some of the barriers for businesses wanting to be st- starting here in Sioux Falls. And, you know, just today I got a, an email from someone who wants to start a business and, and just was met with some resistance, we'll say. And so working through some of those challenges of why we're not um, enabling these businesses to really just take off and get, get started versus having some bureaucratic now, shenanigans Christine. behind the scenes. Christine, and I Christine. just got the email, so don't ask me no, no, to elaborate because I'm not going to. I don't want you to elaborate on that. It wouldn't be fair. But I don't but, want them to move to another city but, but either. Where, how in the world could we be... I, I appreciate that because, yeah. you know, starting a business, um, taking all the risk yeah. is a lot of barriers to begin with. They're built in, right? Financial, workforce, all of those things. But in the broad... In the pantheon... Yeah. Of of communities open or not open to business, that we we're way on one end. This is a very business friendly. Oh, community. absolutely, I think. So it is. what? There are so the barriers. Well, there's some isolated incidences. For example, um, you know, one issue last year, I, I'm a city councilor and I had helped um, the Intoxicate folks yep. wade through yep. archaic laws. That and was so an archaic law. There's sometimes that was a state law. It was a state law, but sometimes those state laws are what hurt our citizens here in Sioux Falls of someone having the American dream. And so if we can wade and and help someone through that, it's it's huge. And so there's there's things that, for example, a common space bill that was attempted this year again, and it's just so hard to What does that mean? Well, so, for example, down uh, in in an instance like this where we're at today, um, you know, you have a beer and you can walk about the books and you can walk about the place. Well, there's so many innovative businesses that you will see open space, so maybe double the size of this facility, and you have somebody else that is running a comic book gaming place and this and this, and and if you want more than one person to be able to um, serve beer or wine you can't commingle the spaces like 421 jones that's the example that's the example that um has been we've been trying to kind of fix that now there's other issues behind that that i won't get into but you see this shared space all the time Mm -hmm. and it really helps can you imagine being a a new business and you want to open up a jewelry store or a boutique and you have to have that brick and mortar versus go in and have a startup essentially right i mean we need to encourage and foster those people that means more like uh italy where you just you get a roadie at the stand and you walk around (laughs) wherever you want to go i'm not sure about that but anytime you live (laughs) you know anytime you change um anything dealing with 
beer, wine, alcohol. Mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult, and we know that, and that's in the state legislature. But, yep. but even, you know, there's been some suggestions of saying, hey, can we have um, more of uh, open on, say, Phillips? Yes. Or, you know, like more being able to walk the sidewalk. Right. From or instead of people concealing it in their roadie cups. <laughs> and, I mean, you know darn well at the Festival of Lights, it's just not yes. hot cocoa in most no, of those cups. No, and that's there's and probably a shot of, of Bailey's in there. Or let's talk about the St. Patty's Day Parade. Oh, Same yeah. thing. Um, does it make sense? We want to be. We want them to be family friendly and we yep. want them to be done in a way that everyone feels encouraged and we just don't want it to be a free for all. And so what does that look like? Right. And there's there are rules and then there's stupid rules. Right. And yep. and, and even on a lot of days, it's fine. Yeah. But when you've got there's a lot of talk about having Phillips closed right. on a Friday, like first Friday. Yep. Right. So people can just mingle around mm -hmm. and we have so much like. PTSD about the downtown mall that we can't even fathom. <laughs> you can't have that conversation. Since it failed once, people are like, ah, what happened? And it turns out they were just prescient. They were ahead of their time. Yeah. Because if you go, I mean, go to... Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Kansas Boulder, City. Kansas City. Mm -hmm. All these places have, like, pedestrian areas. Right. Open market area almost. And, yeah, okay, it didn't It didn't work, but it, would, didn't, it wasn't because they closed the street. It was because of all these other factors that were going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. But why can't you then say, okay, on a first Friday? A temporary thing. Yeah. Let's try it a few times and see what happens. Yeah. And um, I think that it, you would just see it just grow, grow, grow. Rapid City does it. And I love to talk about my hometown because they do, um, in two different areas, they have two different kinds of bands, which mm -hmm. is interesting because I'm like, isn't that competing? They're like, no, it works. They have maybe one that's maybe more rock and roll and maybe one that's more cover top 40 or country or whatever. And so... They have it open. They have beer vendors. They have food vendors. It's amazing. Now, there's challenges with that, and they've had issues with, you know, poss you know, people getting overserved. We'll say. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you have to be. You have to you be have responsible. To be. Yeah. So, I was. God, I had like three Rapid City jokes I was going to make, <laughs> and you did not give me the uh, opening. But the one was going to be they got two bands, country and western. Yeah, that's right, country and western. That's my uh, rock blue, and roll. Rock and roll. That's my Blues Brothers <laughs> reference. Um, that was a total dad joke. <laughs> so, like, well, you know who listens to this podcast? Oh. Yeah, old people. No, that's not true. So, um, the uh, uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. So let's make that happen. Yeah, I would love to see something like that, how we can be more innovative. And that's that. a state and problem, right? Food trucks are amazing. Well, no, Rapid City does it. So how can Rapid City do that's it? That's true. So, it's so I think it's more problem. of a, and, and to be uh, in all fairness, I haven't pitched the idea yet. I've, I've talked about it. You just it, did. But yeah, let's make it happen. You're talking to the influencers now, that's Christine. That's right. That's right. I feel a movement coming it's, on. It's a common. But like I said, I want to be mindful with it because some people think, oh, it's just going to be a free-for-all with drunk people everywhere yeah. and we can't bring our kids anymore. You know, it's oh. that art and wine crowd. They really can't control themselves. Well, even, but that's another example with the art and wine that if, it, as you go to um, the wine, they have a wine thing downtown where, but you have to, you know, you can't mm -hmm. sip your wine from store to store to store. No. You have to <sighs> finish it at Slam one place it and you go to the next place and instead of like walking to the next place right. so you know it's little things like that can we do a wristband that you're okay mm -hmm. because you have this and it's a non-breakable glass i don't know let's let's find a way to make it happen let's get government out of our lives christine let's get them out of the way um <laughs> the heavy hand of liquor regulation uh you know, I should mention, um, I, I failed to mention that we are at the Full Circle Book Co-op here in downtown. Yeah, Saint you Falls, mentioned it in Oakland, where, yeah. Where your left-leaning libertarian conservative communist bookstore and cafe, <laughs> and uh, they are a uh, fine supporter of this podcast. Um, we also have a sponsor, by the way. Did you know that? Since I think since you were here last, we, nice. we've gotten a sponsor. We actually have two sponsors. Nice. Good work. Um, it's uh, uh, Northview Bait and Tackle. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're home for uh, live bait, dead tackle, propane, propane accessories, self-storage, and high-end dog and cat food. Uh, and not in U-Haul. That was rehearsed. That was well, well done. I've done it a few times. <laughs> and then uh, uh, stop by. I want people to stop by, as I say, every time. Uh, go over to Northview Bait and Tackle on North Quantico Avenue, just south of Russell Street. Go in there. Don't be afraid. It's just a bait shop. Have no fear. Go talk to Stobb, Matt Stobb, who a uh, proprietor of said bait shop, and tell him you're there for the free Coke and peanuts. <laughs> because I, I, I will cover you on the free Coke and peanuts. Go in there. Talk to him. Yeah. Uh, 
and, and you, you may not get to out because he'll just keep talking, but that's at some point you just got to walk away. But Northview Bait and Tackle sponsors program, also uh, uh, Little Red Barn Salsa. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Handcrafted, homemade, organic and salsa. And where do we find that? Uh, in, at the, the uh, Good Earth Farm uh, just south of Lenox. Hopefully we'll soon. You should have some here. What I are you should. doing? I should. I have I cases mean, of it at home. It's really good. Yeah, I Jeff love Jeff and Nancy Kirstein. They uh, they produce that salsa on site. There, all products, all from their organic farm. So it's awesome salsa. So we thank them for sponsoring this program. Yeah. Um, anyway, getting back to full circle, the news. Yes. Um, it's a bit disconcerting, is it not? That. Um, they hang, they put the trans flag out, support of, uh, you know, transsexuals, transvest, not transvest, say transsexuals and the whole controversy in the legislature and all that, and they get egged twice. Now, it's egging, right? It could have been rocks. Yeah. It could have been Molotov cocktails, right? But eggs a, are a big it's mess. It's a pain in the we've butt. Had, we've had issues, I mean, we, I've got a... I've got high school, college niece and nephews, and, and they've gone through that where their mm-hmm. vehicles were egged as well, and it's a mess. Especially when it's cold. Yes, it freezes, and it, I mean, it's all over your driveway, and I mean, and it's just, it just to be honest, it just sucks. Yeah, it's just it's kind of stupid. It is. But they've been egged twice, and the, the thought is because they are, this is a supportive place. Yeah. It's welcoming to all peoples, and um, it, it doesn't speak well of us sometimes. Right, uh, but what what is your impression of this community's uh, willingness to accept people of all types, whether it's LGBTQ trans, what whatever it is? Well, I think a lot of times the issue is we have so many keyboard warriors that sit behind a, a keyboard and you say whatever you want to say, and if I see you in public, would I say the same thing to you? And no. and I would tell you that. In my role as a city councilor, people will say things to me and I will maybe say, hey, let's talk about this, and boy, it's shut down. And so I think a lot of times social media, people think that they're the expert of all, that you can say anything you want without consequences mm-hmm. on both sides. I don't care what the issue is. Right. And it's really frustrating. And I will tell you, since I've been in this, this political arena for the last eight years, I've had a lot of teachable moments for my kids. Um, I certainly respect uh, freedom of speech, but I think it's important that we are welcoming and that we are um, a, a community that doesn't make any one person feel disconnected, whether it's the color of your skin, your, your choice, or whatever. And, you know, I, I, I just, it's unfortunate. And you just don't want to see that happen to anyone because everyone has feelings, everyone has. You know, I don't want to sound like a true mom, but I mean, it's, it's right. true. What if it's I mean, your child? Yeah, what if it is my child? Or what if it's, you know, my kid that's the one being left out or, the, you know, somebody making a bad choice? I just, it's just really unfortunate and you just never want uh, to see that. Um, Do we, does the city, I mean, I always, I, I never think of this. I mean, that the problem is we have a state legislature that does stupid things that bring attention to us and reflect poorly I don't care what happens in the. Honestly, I get in a lot of trouble when I say this. I really don't care what happens out there, in the rest of the state. You can be as dumb as you want. <laughs> you know, you can ban uh, gay people from your community. That's stupid. But go ahead, do stupid stuff. But the problem is, is that reflects on this community. And I don't take this. There's stupid people everywhere, but I don't take this community to be a. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? A, a, a bigoted community in large measure, a unwelcoming community. Yeah, I think I that think so. you can live here and live however you want right. in large measure. Yep. Um, but is there something the city needs to do? There's a sense, I think, fair or not, that uh, Mayor Tenhaken is not particularly welcoming of LGBTQ community. Um, um, I would disagree with that. And, because that, and that's what I, I was going to ask you. I know the mayor... Um, very, very well, and I've known him before I got into public office, mm-hmm. and I would not say that at all. I think that everyone is entitled to their beliefs of uh, whether you believe in gay marriage or not, or mm-hmm. what those choices are. I'm not the judge and the jury. Mm-hmm. I know that when I see my maker one day, that's the judge and the jury. Um, and so I, I know this mayor has just 
a heart and passion for everyone. He really does the work that he does overseas and because he doesn't participate in maybe um, something does not mean that he's not welcoming and that he does not Do you think care about all people. And I would say the same thing for myself. And this really grows out of the Pride Festival and all that. Yeah. And, and there's some sense that he has this regular vacation that he takes, but he has not done that. Do you think that the, it would benefit him at some measure to, to do something overt? You know, like at some measure you as a mayor, yeah, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do anything, right? He doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in, in gay marriage, that's fine. I mean, that's, you're right. But as the mayor, um, if, if my producer was here, he would say he's the mayor of all people. He should do that. Do you? What? I think it's his it's choice. It's a hard thing to. I it's think a hard it's his thing choice to, to choose. I think it's his choice to choose that, and he does recognize that he is a mayor of all people, and he does have friends. I don't. I certainly don't want to be the speaker for the mayor, right. nor give him political advice because he's fully capable of. But of you doing can apply this in, in a sort of general political sense too. It's Absolutely, not, and to myself. Yeah. Um, but I think that he is one of the most welcoming people and just because he doesn't maybe participate in something like that is certainly his choice and I, I respect that um, but that doesn't mean he's ever turned his back on anyone mm-hmm. or treated them unfairly and I know he has friends that choose all different types of things as well as I do um, and, and have family members that, that make choices differently than I do and, and that's okay. Um, but it doesn't mean that I love them any differently or, or would not talk to them. That's just crazy to think that anybody would, would act that way. Okay, so let's but st- there are people that do act that way. So I think right. that putting, putting the mayor in that box, um, I think, is unfortunate. because it's, And not that you are, no, but I'm just no, I'm saying. Not, I'm in not in general, um, I think that If my producer was choices. here, he would. But I, <laughs> I am refraining from doing that. Uh, but and that's, that's okay. fine. Uh, um, uh, and it's certainly a hot topic, and everyone is... You know, not everybody's going to agree with the things that I just said. No. Nor, and, and, and that's okay. That's why you're in this role. So, if you're making everybody happy, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> I, I want to bring it back to what is, in, at some measure, a benign egging, although twice is a little much, yeah. um, here at Full Circle Book Co op. And that's been in the news. Yeah. So, you have this, it, what it has now done is elevate the act. Yeah. From a benign act to kind of a, it's not a, it's not a hate crime, but it's a, it's an action that represents an attitude mm-hmm. that, while I believe is very much in the minority, allowed to fester uh, unabated mm-hmm. can be harmful. Right. So then it becomes a question for a public official like you mm-hmm. or the mayor to actually say, hey. Back it up. That's that's that is not that is not a good. Uh, it's not healthy, yeah. but it's not productive, and it won't be tolerated. Right, is and there, I think that we something... made that statement yeah. just recently. Um, the city council actually did it. Oh gosh, it was two years ago, and then we just reaffirmed that. Mm-hmm. And and the proposal that was brought forward to our city council, uh, Councilor Kylie and Neitzert amended it to make it stronger and include more things mm-hmm. than what were ever included to the original proposal. We wanted to make a stronger statement than what was, so we've done that now two years ago and then just recently, and that's a statement And then now, you, should, you should clarify what that statement was. Well, it was a resolution against hate. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some really nasty um, things that were left on uh, people in the central district uh, around the McKinnon Parkish yep. area in that area, flyers, and, flyers stuff. Yep. and things in regards to the KKK and and putting suckers in it and kind of trying to reach out to the youth yep. and it's just disgusting and we will not stand or tolerate that and so um, it was brought forward as a resolution saying that and we put in more information into it saying it's not just this thing it is all we just will not tolerate hate in our community, period. And so um, we made that statement recently, but it's a statement. Now comes action. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do to make sure that doesn't happen? And, you know, I know there's a police report going on. Right. Um, right. You know, unfortunately, a small business such as this shouldn't have to put cameras out, but you can go to... I'm surprised that there isn't a camera. Right. Somewhere somewhere around around here. here. But, you know, there's a parking ramp, right? You can pick one up for a little bit of nothing, 100 bucks, and put one out that runs off your Wi-Fi. And, and, you know, that would be... And that's that's a pretty good solution. 
Yeah. Um, but if, but then what happens? Is that camera going to get vandalized? Are they going to come incognito? I mean, I don't know. But you know, nowadays it's amazing the crimes that get solved on Facebook from the ring camera. It is. When you have porch thieves and you have all these people that are sharing, my daughter's car was stolen out of the front driveway and they- Here's had, the guy. <laughs> they had this Jeep pull up in front of their house and the license plate was clearly shown on the camera. And I'm like, criminals are so stupid. There was one the other day where it was a bike thief that took it out of a porch and they had a camera in their front porch. Yes. And you just see this dude come in, look around, Pick up the bike and yeah, walk out. Off like, went. Well, there he is. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's, somebody's got to recognize this guy. <laughs> I mean, it's just so goofy. We started putting up uh, cameras at some of our rental properties as well because, you know, so many of our guests work crazy hours with, we do corporate furnished housing. And so um, they come in and out at all different times and all of our properties are secured, but we want to be very mindful that it's safe. And mm-hmm. so we'll, we let the guests know, Hey, we're starting to put cameras on the exterior of our buildings mm-hmm. just to make sure. And they appreciate it because their cars are protected and the belongings in their car are protected. And you know, it's, but that's an investment we chose to do. And it's unfortunate that it comes to that. It's tough to be a criminal these days. I got to tell you, <laughs> my everywhere favorite, you go. My favorite shows are the dumb criminals because it's just such a head scratcher where you're like, come on. Well, like throwing it, well, throwing eggs at a store where yes, now I, that's kind of high risk at this point because. Well, this is a really busy street <laughs> yes, too. I know. I mean, and you've got the bonus round next door, which right. is a bar that has later people up yep. and about. You've got all these other restaurants and places. I mean, it's a heavy trafficked. Area. You know, when these guys at the bonus round here, uh, if you get crossways with those boys, you got trouble. Yeah. I, you know, because one wayward egg and <laughs> you're, you're, you know, boots up in the Sioux River, right. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They're good that, guys. Yeah, we the axe throwers are next, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just right. saying it's a pretty dicey place <laughs> to be doing that when you've got a whole building with axes next door. <laughs> That's right. So, um, but I want to, I want to circle back to something we were talking about earlier. Yeah. By the way, we're here with. I, this is an old radio habit I have, reintroducing the guest. Yeah, like somebody okay. drops into the middle of a podcast. <laughs> We're here with City Councilor, probably because some people have walked in. Yeah. We have a studio audience now. Yay. Uh, city Councilor Christine Erickson is here, and we're talking about all kinds of city stuff, as we are wont to do. Uh, I believe there's City Council Bingo as well tonight, right? Ooh, I could this probably is, give you some good is, words. Yeah. <laughs> if you tell me what's on the list, maybe I'll just have to say them tonight. You yes, that yes. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. There's, there's serious uh, full circle book co-op gift certificates on the line here. <laughs> um, so we'll be uh, hosting that here at the full circle book co-op as we do each, uh, every time there's a City Council meeting. Yeah. Are you guys getting, a, we figure pretty sure that we have changed the, uh, speech patterns and the attitudes of several city councilors. Because your friend, your friend and mine, Greg Neitzer, no longer says I've researched this. <laughs> well, we all know that he's researched. Yeah, you know it's inherent. Yeah. And for a while, um, we were just giving it uh, the square up if he said something that sounded like he had researched. Yes. It, which is fair. We don't. We don't What's really. Mine? Have a, what do you have for me? Just you first I oh, do yeah, make right. the motion, always. I the like to keep things motion. moving really yeah. fast. That should just be like the center square. That should just be a gimme. <laughs> yeah, Erickson right. moves to approve. Erickson moves to approve. <laughs> I like to, well, we all sit around and look at each other. I'm like, somebody make the motion. So I just do it. There, that's good. And it's funny when I don't, yeah. we all kind of look at each other and they're like, you feeling okay? Like, <laughs> yeah, why aren't you right. making this motion? And you're like, pick it up, people. It's not that hard. <laughs> chop, chop, chop. Man, could we just go around the room? Just keep, just move down the... Well, I learned in the legislature... Wake up, Kylie! When I was in the legislature and I was so new... Yep. I had to make sure I made a motion once or twice because I always I didn't always participate in I, I did my the research, debate. right? But I didn't always participate in the debate, so I had to make sure I got my name in the notes so my <laughs> constituents knew I was there. So now it's just like, let's go. Um, we talked a little bit about um, your future, and I want to tell I want to come back to that, but. I don't want to let this go. So on Facebook, because all the great things happen on Facebook, right? Um, and it's where, you know, there was, and I'm not going to dance around this. So yeah. former Mayor Rick Noby. Why? You can't use his title. That's yes, I can. not fair. I can. Right? Why are you using his title? Former Mayor Rick Noby. Oh. And I read, oh. I read what he wrote. It wasn't like... So, and then Greg says that, you know, you're, you're being slandered. You're being smeared. It's Facebook. All right. It, it and even is. though it's a former, it was, it was a fairly, it was just him stating his opinion about something, right? Did yeah. you take great offense to what he wrote? 
In the beginning, yes, because in the beginning he calls out city council member Erickson's ethics and integrity. Yeah. Well, calling out my integrity. For the, the, the issue right. here and is... And let me be honest, I am such an advocate for freedom of speech. And so I respect he has the right for freedom of speech. Here's my problem, let me tell you. Oh, you're going to be sorry you brought this up. My, my main I'm not. problem... I think I'm actually fairly happy. My main, here's my problem is, is do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the long list of everyone that has made a donation as an elected official. Mm -hmm. Former Mayor Noby endorses Jolene Letcher mm -hmm. and how many videos He wasn't in office things. at the time, but he did. You're right. Who cares? He uses a huge his advocate. title. Why did he need to use his title? Because mm -hmm. it influences people. That's why. You can't tell me that folks that run for political office do not want to influence mm -hmm. the political process of making sure um, you have something similar of moving the city forward. So I'll back up. Okay, I was in the legislature um, eight years ago. The first thing I did when I decided to run was call those people that are currently elected, mm -hmm. other people that are elected in other districts. I even reached out to the governor. I reached out to some of his staff. Most of the time, I asked for money. I asked for their endorsement. Mm -hmm. I asked for advice. Mm -hmm. Take or leave whatever you want mm -hmm. with that. Former representatives and senators in the district I also reached out to, such as Todd Schleckaway, saying, hey, what do you think? You know, you know, Can you work with me? give me some advice. It's what you do to learn the process. Mm -hmm. It is. So, and so moving forward, I, I mean, let's be honest, Teresa Staley gave Janet Brecky two, three hundred bucks. So it's good for somebody else, but not the other. Well, but let's, let's put this in a... In, in, and so that's the problem I had with him okay. calling me out specifically, yep. was let's talk about everybody. Let's and talk what, about what those it, people that you're close allies what with. What is it that you did? You gave money to who? I... I let me okay so i gave money to alex jensen for his run against Teresa state right and i have known alex for a very long time mm -hmm. and his family his father works with my husband in the real estate industry mm -hmm. um he's the only declared candidate so i didn't give money against somebody i gave money to a candidate that i sure. support sure. um i was a host on a fundraiser mm -hmm. on that fundraiser it listed my title it said Councillor Christine Erickson and Tony Erickson. Mm -hmm. um, it also said, I'm not going to use the other people's names because I don't need to bring them into a situation that doesn't matter. But on that also was a current senator that said Senator so-and-so yeah. and, -so and yeah. her husband. But on it was also former representatives. None of them used former Speaker of the House, former Senator. Right. It was only those. And here's the deal. It wasn't even asked. It's out of respect. That's all it is. If the bishop comes in here, are you going to say, hey, and call him by his first name? No, you're going to call him bishop. Well, if it was still Dudley, I'd call him the Dud. Well, but that's, that's been a while now, if you know what I'm saying. That's based on your relationship, yeah, too. And so it was simply done out of respect. It actually wasn't even asked how I preferred to have my title. Mm -hmm. um, when I go and speak at events, um, I always preface it by saying, I am here on my behalf. I am not here representing the city council. This, these are my own personal views. Mm -hmm. And they always introduce me with a title because it's out of respect. So, and oftentimes I correct somebody and say, oh my gosh, Patrick, call me Christine. It's totally fine. But everyone's yep. a little bit different with right. that so, title. And, and that, is, that is normal at a certain level, right? That is normal at the state level. It's normal at the federal level that you collect endorsements because you're collecting money and you're collecting oh it's been done at the city level for far well, far long but time. i think what uh rick's point was maybe it shouldn't be and and so let's let's talk about that for a second um i don't think that people generally knew now if you give money to a candidate do you have a pack or do you just write a check i have a pack now because i'm forced to but so, i gave money out of my personal banking account I didn't give money from my city right. council That's race. That's normal. Um, you give money. But money changes hands in campaigns all the time. Right. But I think it was surprising to some people that the mayor even has a pack. It's because he's forced to. That's what our, yeah. our... He doesn't want to have a pack. He would have rather have kept his Paul Tanakin for, for mayor. Mm -hmm. Just he like had to me. move it into a pack because he had the money left over. Yes. Yeah. And same thing with me. I, I do have a pack right now that I'm changing back over to a candidate one because I had 1500 bucks left over that I thought, well, I'm not just going to go waste this. And who's and here's maybe the little bit of libertarian side of me. Who's government going to come in and tell me that I have to spend every single dime on whatever it is? I'd rather 
save that, either use it for travel to furthering my education as a city councilor or using it to give to other candidates that are like-minded. There are issues, though. I mean, that's 1500 bucks is one thing. You know, Bill Janklo, when he left, um, God, I always mix this up, but when you leave state and go to federal, you can take the money. When you leave federal and come back, you can't. Okay. Or it's the other way around. Yeah, and but, I took my money when I left the state to my city council race. I had you can do that five six thousand bucks or something, but I transferred that over because I had extra money left over. But so Janklo ended up with sitting there on pots and pots of money because he couldn't move it back to his so other. So did Johnson. So did. Oh yeah, I know. So I, they and then they moved, but he couldn't. Right. He had, in his weird case because he had been governor, he couldn't move that money to state offices or something like that. It was very weird. So he's just sitting on this big pot of money. Right. Um, there are these aberrations of, because of the way fundraising works in politics, that do require some oversight. Absolutely. You agree with that? Oh, 100%. I 100% believe in the transparency of um, money that, that is donated through. Um, I know that there's... And we don't have that now. There's special rules. Well, I think that you have to report. You have to funds. report, but you don't have to report. Be- this is more of a federal issue, but yeah. you, you, the, well, the way the PAC system works, um, because of Citizens United, you don't know where that money came from. So right, right, it may right, right. end up with you. Right, but that's where I would prefer, like for me and the mayor, I know I will, I will speak for him on this one because we share the exact same sentiment on it. We wanted to leave it in our own. We didn't. In we your didn't, campaign accounts. Right. We didn't yeah. want to create a pack and have that shadow, so to speak, over it. And um, I, I intend to switch mine back over when the ordinances goes into effect, which I think is probably close to being. Well, now. you're not running again. What um, are you going to do? So, but I have the money. I don't want it in a pack. So I'm so just going to do with it. Keep it. Um, well, what I'll do is you if, said keep it. What do you mean by that? Well, no, I'll keep it in the account until okay. I'm going to to spend it. Like um, I'm Party? actually heading. No, oh, okay. I'm heading to Pierre. Why well, you want to be invited? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> God, who wouldn't want to be invited to that party? I'm heading to Pier and um, doing some some stuff there, and so I can use those funds for travel for that instead of spending my own money. Um, if maybe said counselor has a newsletter, they could use it on that mm-hmm. themselves. Um, and I would rather see the transparency in the money being reported than just saying, I use my own money. But that's also a slippery slope, too, because where does it stop? I guess. We have, we have some bad campaign finance things in terms of the reporting. Yeah. I mean, the timing and right. all that. There needs, there needs to be some change, but it's a, one of the worst things to try and change because yeah. everybody's got a dog in the fight. Well, it's tough, but I just think it's really unreasonable to assume elected official will not engage in political process and, and, and supporting said candidate. So you were pissed? Um, no, I wasn't pissed. He's, he's certainly entitled to his own opinion. But when you question my integrity, boy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up for what's right. And he and well, I, you didn't really do that, though. I, mean, I did offline. Okay, so, that's fine. Rick Noby and I had a conversation okay. offline and, ex- and exchanged our, our you know, and you, and you left. feelings back and forth. And he said, hey, he's like, I don't think you're evil. I like you. I, you know, it's, I just disagree with you on this item. And I said... I get it. That's fine. Your friend Greg is kind of lost it, though. We can we can we can agree. On no, that, right? I adore Greg and think. But that he's, he, he goes. Is... He went on Facebook, and I said this earlier. He gets so. And I told him I was in that conversation, saying, "Just you know, buck up, campers." I think right? it's the integrity integrity piece, mm-hmm. and and talking about um, someone that is <laughs> is really questioning your integrity, but not looking at the broader picture. I think it was very narrow minded mm-hmm. that. Uh, a person says, hey, look what Christine did, but they're not going to talk about their allies. They're not going to talk about Pat Starr, a, a current city councilor that endorsed a mayor running mm-hmm. or another city councilor that endorsed somebody else. And I fully respect their right to do that. I have no problem with you choosing your candidate and standing up and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I'm here for Patrick. That's great. That's your right. And and it's done as a strategy by those candidates. You can't tell me that uh, Mayor Paul didn't do a lot of that in, in getting people in his oh, camp. Yeah. He had, and he, uh, he Jolene had... Letcher did the same thing. And that certainly is your right. And so I think, you know, what's interesting is, you know, if, if you can't change the rule and you can't do that, let's just try to silence your influence. Obviously, they're worried about the influence that I have and that the mayor has, or they wouldn't be trying to silence us. Well, they're... That, that, that's an, it's an interesting race. 
Okay. And here's and the other question. Let me bring this up to you too. This is what I find extremely frustrating. Mm -hmm. If you truly cared about what the ethics commission thought of this mm -hmm. and bringing it forward, why would you feed it to the Argus leader? Why would you send it to the Argus leader and saying, hey, look at, I'm now trying to influence the decision you're talking about the ethics. Janet. Now you're talking yes. about Janet Breckenridge. Why would you and, and try to is, influence okay. the is, outcome of that? This is part of the issue I have with <laughs> what Greg did, okay? And if you were here, I would tell him this, but I don't mean to talk about him behind his back. I'm not doing that. But it, there's no names attached to anything. Because Greg's doing it in a respectful well, manner. Well, just say it. Yeah, but Say I think what that it he, is that you're mad about. I, I think that he's doing it in a respectful manner versus He's just a respectful guy. That's the way he's going to do it. I get all that. I, I, but when I you see say, no when problem just, with like, it. When you talk about if you're good, you know, we're all talking in code around here. Absolutely. Janet yeah. Brecky did it. Yes. So say Janet Brecky did it. I did. I did. Well, I said that she did it. I said no, when you, you I, lead it to the Argus leader. Yeah. And I talked about Star. And I said she, she yeah. was the one that, that received money. Mm -hmm. And I have so, no problem with that, but just don't point a finger or don't throw stones from your glass castle. Okay, I have one more. I, have, I, I want to Sorry, continue. Sorry, I'm this. getting no, angry. You're going to have to turn your... I'm getting so frustrated. You're going to have to turn awesome. the volume down. It's <laughs> exactly the way it should be. Um, the uh, uh, And you know I'm an open book. I just say... Yeah, and I, I want to talk about being an open book. Yeah. Because it feels to me um, like <laughs> when, when Paul was running, right... Um, he was he was pretty open. He was on my old radio show, the short-lived and semi-beloved show, and we talked about a lot of stuff, and it was great. I think he's like a little bit uh, gun shy and shell shocked these days about being. He's turned to social media to get his message out instead of talking to the media, right? And I don't know what the all relationships are anymore. I'm not there anymore. Yeah. But it seems like he really has put up a wall around himself to keep him from direct questioning. Uh, I don't know if I would. Uh, I, I don't would. think you could. I've I've talked to his people yeah. about coming on the, the show, and he's a he's a busy man. He doesn't need to come on a podcast. I understand that, but I don't think he would want to. I don't think he's. Oh. I think he's very sensitive right now to the sort of give and take in a very public fashion. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that he's pretty uh, a very open guy. I think that it's different. Everyone uses their. Um, oh, I don't know how to maybe frame this without. Everyone uses your strategy in one mm -hmm. way or another. So while I might not be one that's really active on social media with um, certain things, mm -hmm. and I'm very selective. Um, well, when I do, it's about the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> it's, it's about my family, and it's more personal. <laughs> so, um, but I, I'm not really out there that much with social media um, not in a public sense. Not like no, Greg. No, Greg's got and two accounts and all that. I have two accounts, but yeah. I don't use it as much. Yeah. Um, but I would say, um, you know, our last mayor really used press, press conferences. Yes. To um, almost a nauseam. You know, it yeah. was like there was a press, like four press conferences a week. And I'm like, oh, my yes. gosh. Like, it was. can you just send me an email or what? I mean, but. Completely but, over the top. But that was his choice. Mm -hmm. And that was the way he chose to communicate and be different. Um, Paul is extremely, extremely humble man. Um, I think a lot of times he does, he uses um, technology differently. Mm -hmm. uh, he's kind of young and hip and, you know. Is he that young? Uh, he's not that young. <laughs> but the older I get, I like to say he's young because he has, he has young kids. And he's got hair. That's all you're saying. But it's been a long time since we've had a mayor with young kids yep. in office, yep. too. And yep. so it's those challenges of making sure that there's boundaries of mm -hmm. making sure you don't miss your kids program and taking that time to to just rejuvenate yourself and detoxify from all of the stuff going on. And, um, you know, Mayor Paul didn't come in with a big political experience, which I think is what really drew people to him. He had more um, political experience than... Well, I think he did stuff with yeah. marketing, but he wasn't in office, you know. No, 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 no. Um, and so I think that's different as well. And he uses social media differently than but others. But shouldn't, shouldn't you, as mayor, you should have to submit... Questioning. It makes it sound like he's under uh, examination, but just that. But he, I mean, there's something to that sitting down yeah. with whomever. But he does that all the time. Just because it's not with you doesn't well, mean no, that he, he doesn't. doesn't do he doesn't do it. it. I don't think he's particularly open with the rest of the media. Uh, well, maybe it's not always the media. I'm not media. But I mean, with who? Who are you talking? But about? I'm talking about he is out in the public. Well, sure, all but, uh, you the know time, and so about. he's engaging with people in that way. Just because it's not recorded and that he doesn't have to but see don't his you face think in the media should, all the time. No, isn't don't maybe you a think that thing. you should have to answer questions? 
Just, oh, absolutely. He just got, he's got nothing to hide. All oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, I, and I think he does. I think he does answer questions. I think he's been, but... I think he has started to contract because mm. it's, a, it's a hard job. And I, sometimes people say things that might hurt your feelings. And he's oh, not, he's not he that sensitive. That. I'm not saying yeah. that. But do you think that this is... I think he's just... We came into this, like, we came into this administration with hopes of not being the last administration. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and and it seems like we came out of the gates real good because it's hard. It it mm. actually, I don't fault public officials sometimes because it is hard yeah. to sit there and have to answer questions and have your decisions challenged mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, well, and and that comes with the territory, and I think yes. everybody knows that, but. Um, I also think that he, he just, he sits and has conversations with people all the time and that he's just, well, he's, he used to talk to people all the time. Yeah, too. but he's not, he's not an in your face media guy. He just isn't. He's not like, everybody look at me. I'm the mayor. That's, that's just not, not the point. But you know, that's not the point. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. being Huther. I'm actually talking about not being Huther. Yeah. I and, that. and having those conversations in a meaningful way that are, um, so that, Things get vetted, right? Yeah. Because that's where we... And I'm not saying Paul's doing anything wrong, yeah. right? But that's where everything went bad in the last administration. And you ended up with, you know... Can I say borderline criminal behavior? Is that... No, no? you cannot say that. I can. I think I can say that. No. But stuff that... I mean, this, the, the, the Supreme Court said that the, oh, that the city you. violated the law by making those contracts secret, Right. So that's what happens. After a while, yeah. you start thinking, I don't need to tell anybody anything. Yeah. And then you just, incrementally, you get to the place where you're like, nah, they, nobody needs to know that. And that's not where Paul is. And no, I know that. Yeah. But it's the submission to the questioning that makes you understand that you can't. Is that too right. yeah. no, I get. I mean, I get what you mean. I just think everybody's style is a little bit different. And, so where are and, we in the pantheon of uh, open government today? In Sioux Falls. Mm. Well, I think we've come a long way over many of the years, and I think that there's a lot of protections in place too from um, having those open meeting laws and having those. Those are alive. And we have the well. worst open meetings laws in the country. Yeah, Bar but none. I think that we're pretty careful. Oh, but they're all right. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it's the state of South Dakota is terrible. But I mean, it's just. I mean, there's. There's. That's a. That is a. That is a uh, subjective measure done by. People, experts in the field that examine all states' open records laws and public records laws, we have the worst. Yeah, I mean. And so you could make a difference there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they, it's up, it's they, on you, Christine. They reside with the state, but I know that how we operate. Um, and we've made a lot of changes with having things more open. I mean, you knew I was a huge advocate for making sure we're recording those park board meetings. Mm-hmm. And I influenced some some maybe most people wouldn't care about, but if you're into open government and making sure those contracts aren't brought on the same day right. and making sure... And you were very vociferous, although in the end you voted for the deal to, to finish the ramp, right? Is that fair? Yeah. You were pissed. You were pissed that it came up that way, that it was basically that, that, that in the, after Huther left office, you guys had to uh, reapprove no, we didn't, you we had didn't to, reapprove anything. You it had was, to, the contract you had to, was already in place. You had to go back and have a vote. You had a vote during the Ten Hicken administration. Yeah, we had to have a vote to put an extra everything. million and yeah. a half dollars to protect our asset. Right. And that we was know, the point where you could have stopped. if you. But you, I don't want to not protect the asset. So, yeah. It, I mean, but now you're sitting on the boondoggle. But eventually we'll have additional and whatever. And I'm not going to comment a lot on that because there's still contract well, negotiations. See, and this is the problem, okay? There's still contract negotiations. You've got a, a, a parking ramp, a system that, that collapsed under its own weight because of the way it was put together, because of the negotiations, because of the relationships, and turning a blind eye to clear problems. Yeah. And that's not on, that's on the former administration. You guys had to go along with it. You were in a bad position, yada, yada, yada. Right. But if you were going to change something, 
That was the point. There would have been ramifications. But I'm not going to, I mean, it's a million and a half dollars. So to say, and I will tell you, we did push back and we said, whoa, we give yep. me the list of what it and is. It I'm not really going to just write you a blank check. And it came really, you got it. it and so we did push back and that yep. was not a unanimous vote for mm -hmm. everyone. And so we said, whoa, get us the list of what this million and a half is for. I'm not just going to assume I don't, I'm not going to say, well, did you think about this or did you think about that? No, but I wanted to make sure there wasn't flower pots in it. I mean, and there wasn't. No. I'm using that as a silly example, no. but so, I wanted to make sure it was going to structurally protect the investment we had. And I think anyone who would criticize my vote for that million and a half, I would really question that. It wasn't about the million and a half. Because we've got to protect that investment. We've got rebar showing up and then it starts <laughs> rusting and rotting and then it's going to cost us, you know, two million bucks. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not wise. You know, you had to really, I mean, really, you had to plug your nose and vote for it. So I want to ask you about then going forward, because you sure. just said I mean, it's in negotiation. And, and there's, yeah, some court, just, there's some court action. I think there's still, there are unresolved questions. Yeah, right? there's unresolved from questions. From the old people. that's the best way to say it. So what's going to happen, Christine? I don't know. I'll let the courts work it out and our well, city but, attorney who's but charged we have with a, us. But it's going to be an operational um, it's going to be a parking ramp. ramp. Yeah. yeah, and so it's going to be on the system. But and will it someday be something other than a parking ramp, do you think? With a building on top, yes. I okay. do. 100% I think that that will happen at some point. How old will I be? I hope you're <laughs> alive. You hope I'm alive? <laughs> I'm just I won't kidding. Have yes, no, I, I still won't have hair. But, I mean, practically, from a very practical uh, standpoint, it could be 10 years, right? Yeah, but I just, I'm These really hopeful. These things take a long time. I'm hopeful that something is So in the interim... Uh, we were talking about Shane Schroeder before the show. Yeah. Who's yeah. Uh, uh, a muralist. Yes. Who's did the, uh, I think I got his name right, who did the, uh, uh, on the side of Common Sense, down by yep. the airport, or the airport, post office, and has done a lot of other stuff. He posted this really cool con yes. concept. Photoshop daydreaming, Yes, but, but it's awesome. And It's really cool. Can we do something like that so that when I go by, when I turn down <laughs> First Avenue, I don't see... You know, Chernobyl on the river, as uh, as my friend Jonathan called it. I think that would be a really great option. Regardless of what happens to it, we need to infuse art into that and make it beautiful. Um, I just got back from San Antonio and was in Austin, and seeing how they incorporate art into some of these maybe less than... You know, I mean, it's, parking ramps are not sexy. So let's mm -hmm. find a way to jazz it up and let's find ways that we can add some green space on top. There was one of these parking ramps that we saw down in Austin and the top floor was this, like, trees and green space. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that about a parking ramp, but it was really neat. Yeah. And so how can we incorporate some of those spaces? Because we're going to, gonna, I mean, let's just say it's a It's decade. here to stay. It's here it, to stay. Yeah, we got a parking ramp. Yeah. Let's, if it's going to be a decade, it's going to be a decade, whatever. Yeah. Let's make it look better. Yeah. Please, can yeah. you do that for me? And in the I last don't two know years? what's in my last two years. Let me write this on my list for you. Dude, Patrick please. wants. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know what's in talks of it. There may already be talks into um, doing some of the beautification and incorporating art. Talk um, to Shane, get him involved. He would be amazing. Yeah. Yes. I really like just the picture that he had on there. And while it was super busy and wild, it was so cool. Yeah. You know, it was just really neat. So, um, that brings us back to my uh, question that I had about an hour and a half ago. No, not that long ago. Um, <laughs> you said you're going to stay involved. You've got two years left, then you're done because you're termed out. Um, what are you going to do? And don't, don't dodge this thing now. You, I'm, I'm you not, got, it's not a political question. What are you going to do? Well, I'm um, currently, my, husband and, my husband's a realtor, and then we own Sioux Falls Furnished Rentals. And yep. so... We've got several corporate furnished housing that we have built relationships with nationwide recruiters that come to Sioux Falls, um, mm -hmm. whether it's for surrogacy, whether it's for traveling nurses, locum doctors, um, people that are building stuff in yeah. town have, have stayed with us. Um, people that do... Um, They're transient professionals. Yes. And they need a place to stay. And so we take care of all the details top to bottom. And so we've grown our business about 200%. People will say, oh, are you an Airbnb? No, we're not an Airbnb because our we're sh short-term furnished rentals. You stay about three months is mm -hmm. generally our sweet spot. Um, we don't like to do much less than that. Mm -hmm. um, just, just because of 
turnover and, and things like that. And um, we have all the appropriate licenses and everything we need in case <laughs> any of the listeners are wondering. I've always collected and paid sales tax when appropriate. So yeah. there's that little. You're not a slumlord. That little thing. No, we take great care. We've had, it's been amazing. We, we recently bought a, a property on First Avenue. Uh, it's been a little over a year and we had neighbors calling and, and stopping by and saying thank you so much for your investment in this we painted it this really trendy white with black trim and the garbage man oh nothing says trendy like white i know right (laughs) white with black trim so i mean even the garbage man stopped me the other day and said such a joy to pick up garbage here and i'm like why he goes because i used to do it so fast i was scared and so it's just you know making those investments in our core neighborhoods and affordable housing looks different for everyone and there's certainly a need in a niche for what we do in this community. And so but I've really been focused on that. Know, there's um, the, the whole pushback against gentrification, but this, what we have going on is not what I would call gentrification. It's a, I, there's a whole bunch of really cool things that are going on on Dakota Avenue yep. and, and First Avenue mm-hmm. and uh, uh, John, is it John Cook? Yes. Yeah, John Cook. He's done awesome work. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to like, we compete for the same property. Yeah, I, I can imagine. He, he's like, where did you find that one? And then I see something he you posts. You say insider like, information from City Hall. That's what, right? That's no, what you go with? No, no, no. People oh, know what we do. And so okay. they contact us and yeah. say, hey, I'm looking at selling this. And they don't have to put it on the market. So what you're telling me is you're just going to fade into the, the, the mist of the private yeah, sector? I'm going to fade off into the sunset. Really? You don't want to be in politics no, I'm anymore? Just, I'm just kidding. I won't fade off into the sunset. I, see, I don't believe that I mean. for a second. So here's the scenario. Paul doesn't want to be mayor anymore. Right? I don't know. So he's I don't done. Know so of you're going to come back. And you're going to run for mayor. No, I'm not going to do that. I, I certainly have uh, had conversations with. Mark um, my words, people. No, I've had um, some awesome conversations here recently about expanding my career opportunities. Um, our business is booming, and and it's really self-sustaining. Uh, with we've hired a crew of people to help run some of those things, and so you know I've, I've been meeting with folks and seeing if there's any additional career opportunities out there for me. Uh, when I'm done with city council. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love this city more than anything. I mean, it's it's an amazing city. And so whatever I can do to, to give back and make sure that this is a great welcoming community and has the opportunities, you know, for, for my kiddos selfishly, you know, I've got three young boys that I want I want them to come back to mama and I want there to be <laughs> jobs and housing and, yep. and opportunities for those folks with families and, and really have a great place to, to raise a family. How and, many of them are kickers? Um, all three of them are kickers. Yeah, that's what I thought. But my oldest is, I mean, he's kind of a big deal, I'm just going to say. He's, <laughs> he's a freshman in high school, and he's Which just a little peanut. He goes to Roosevelt. Okay. Um, but he's been invited to some pretty phenomenal kicking camps. Yeah. And as an as an eighth grader, he was kicking against high school kids. And while he's not as big and strong as they are, his accuracy is off the charts. And so they were just trying to muscle it through and, and just kick, kick, kick. And he just... Slow and easy, and, and what is wrong with you people in your family? It's just we've got ice in our veins. I tell you what, it's ice in the veins for kick, that pressure. Kick, 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 kick. Is this your brother's last year? So, I don't know. You know, he's he's he doesn't have a contract. Or right it now. was the, the last year, right? Right. Yeah, he doesn't and have he, a contract. He had some injury problems last year, right? He had surgery, and which none of us knew he had surgery until he got out of the hospital. And which, he's sixty-eight years old. Yeah, he's um, not sixty-eight, oh, but okay. he's forty. He's the oldest player in the NFL. 40, right? Forty-seven. Is there 47, 48? It's time to, you know, pack it in there. So, you know, he's got a sophomore in high school, a freshman in high school, and he's got a fourth grader. So, you know, it's the blink of an eye. Things are kind of going fast in front of him. He's done fine for himself, don't you think? I think think he's done all right. He's going to be all right? I've done all right. He he recently bought down by the Ozarks. Uh, He he has a, a whitetail... Yeah, deer hunting lodge, and so that's kind of his next steps. I don't but, know where I saw that, um, but I saw that. Record-breaking ranch is what it's called. Yeah. Well, um, he's the greatest of all time, Facebook. right? It's on Facebook, so it's real, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you deal with that? I mean, it's, you have a you have a brother they call the greatest of all time. He's just like, ugh. Uh, For the love of Pete. I know. Man. I could tell you stories about him being a really bad brother. <laughs> <laughs> how much we got time. How much no, time it turns out. Uh, <laughs> the one story I do want to share is so funny. My friend Casey gets so mad when I share it, but we just were not wasteful in our family because, you know, we, we grew up with very, very humble beginnings and just, you just do not waste. And so um, he warned my friend Casey, do not feed your pizza bones with the pizza crust. We mm-hmm. call them pizza bones. And he said, do not feed that to the dog. If you feed another one to the dog, I'm going to take it out of the dog's mouth and feed it to you. She didn't believe him. And he did. <laughs> oh, it was really slobbery and gross. And oh, he stuck it out of the dog's mouth, mouth and stuck it in her mouth. And she cried because she only had sisters. And I mean, it was the funniest. And I told her, I said, 
I'm not helping you. <laughs> like you're on your own. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a that's a disgusting story. It is really Thank disgusting. You very much. I but it was really that. fun. You'll never look at pizza the same again. <laughs> not a chance. Or dogs. Or dogs. As it turns out. Yeah. Or um, NFL players. <laughs> uh, I should. Uh, I just want to mention before I let you go that this podcast is sponsored by Northview Bait and Tackle. Your home for uh, live bait, dead tackle, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, self storage, and high-end dog and cat food. That's pro. That's. The Northview Bait and Tackle on North Kiwanis Avenue, just south of Russell Street. Go in there, ask Stob for the free peanuts and Coke. And Little Red Barn handmade small batch salsa. You've got to bring some of that here. I know. Next time, Man, next time you're so here, you're all in. Yep. Find it. Uh, as we're, as we're interviewing and we're. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're eating chips. Crunching on be, chips. That's that would the be worst. Great. Uh, and of course, we thank very much the Full Circle Book Co-op for allowing us to be here to record this podcast. The just fantastic people, Sean and Jason and everybody who works here, standing up for inclusion in our community. And I thank them for that. Uh, a lot of people came out in the last couple of days to support them, help them clean up. And for that, we thank everybody. Yeah. And Christine Erickson, Thanks. thank you for being Thanks on the podcast. We'll see you again real soon. All right, everybody, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I can't tell what I need to have To have to show Everyone is falling to the ground But I won't run away Taking just the things you know and love From yesterday Taking back that they think you know Cause I don't have no more for him No, I don't have no more for him Taking back face down to the ground Cause I don't have no more for him No, I don't have no more
Just like that, that I should've sung Just like that in